Hello, good morning, brothers and sisters. This is the second Sunday after Pentecost. Let us begin our worship service in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us begin our service with a prayer. We pray, O oh God, you rule over all things in wisdom and kindness. Take away everything that may be harmful and give us whatever is good through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. <clears throat> our text this morning is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 11, verses 11 through 13. I read Luke chapter 11, verse 11. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This is the word of God for consideration. Friends in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, at certain points in your life experience, it suddenly occurred to you that not everyone is good at his or her job. For a long time, all the teachers that you had were smarter than you, so it was hard to tell early on. But not all teachers are good at what they do. Your doctors seemed fine as long as you were healthy, but then you got really sick and maybe they had a hard time figuring out what was really wrong with you. The police in the community of your respect, but everyone, every now and then, an officer gets caught breaking the law instead of saving and protecting the citizens. Not everyone is good at their job. That is the point. And honestly, that includes the job, if we want to call it that, of parenting. To be fair, it's not an easy job. Children are not always cooperative, respective, and helpful. So, sometimes they make it difficult for even the best parents. Some parents struggle because they want to give their children the best life possible, and therefore they have a hard time saying yes to anything, no. Other parents have their own issues and financial burdens, so they have a hard time saying yes to anything beyond the basic needs. And then sadly, there are some parents that just don't care as much about their children as they do about themselves. After the middle of the month of June, we've gone through 
the cycle of Mother's Day, if you recall, and also Father's Day. This happens every year. On these two occasions, we all thank God for the blessings he has given us through our earthly parents. Some of us had to look a little harder to find those blessings. Some of us have outlived our parents' care. So most, if not all those blessings, are in the past. And some of us who have become parents appreciate the thoughts, but we know we haven't always done a good job of parenting ourselves. But I hope that today we can all agree on one thing we are grateful for. Our Father in heaven, as we are reminded in Jesus' word of how blessed we are to be the children of our heavenly Father. And that is the theme that we want to look at this morning, our Father in heaven. It might seem simple, but the first blessing that our Father in heaven gave us was the gift of life. In other words, we wouldn't exist if it wasn't for God's purpose and design. The word of God assures us that not a single one of us got here by accident. No, not at all. God our Father personally planned our existence. As the psalm reminds us, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. So each one of us is a unique handmade creation of the divine craftsman as the very next verse of the psalm reminds us. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Our Father in heaven gave us life, and the purpose of our existence is for his praise and glory through a relationship with him, a relationship that we all have with our Heavenly Father. But as we all know, we are far from the ideal type of children. Our earthly parents are not perfect like our Heavenly Father and we inherited their corruption. So instead of living for God and his will, we naturally live for ourselves. Instead of the, the obedient children God longs for, we rebel against him with complaints and arguments, and we find all kinds of ways to try and sneak in our favorite sins. But God sees everyone. And the point is that God will not be fooled. He will not be satisfied with our weak excuses. All of us have lost the right to be called children of God. But then the perfect child came along. In keeping with God's will and promise, Jesus inherited no sin. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. And instead of complaining against God, he kept every commandment without grumbling. Instead of living for himself, 
He lived the blameless life for the glory of his father, the way we were supposed to, but failed so miserably at. And instead of breaking down the relationship with his father, he offered himself as a substitute for us to win God's favor and restore our relationship with God. By his death, Jesus bought and paid for eternal life for us because his forgiveness broke down the barrier between us and God. If we would have watched the fulfillment of God's plan happen, wouldn't it have seemed so cruel to see an innocent man suffer and die that way? It would have seemed so unfair. How could a father do that to his own son? How could the just God allow such rejection, such hatred, such brutality against the one he sent? God's word tells us the answer in a single word, love. His unfailing love for you, God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Our Father in heaven gave us life, and when we, were, we messed it up, he showed us how much he still loves us, how much he longs for relationship, how nothing, not even your big power of sins, can get in the way his eternal plans for us. Our Father gave us life, and our Father gives his own love in the name of his Son, and we pray in our Savior's name. We can be assured that our Father will continually give us good gifts. We move to our text of Luke chapter 11, verses 11 to 13. Let me read through again. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Jesus here employs what is called an argument from the lesser to the greater. And it's pretty easy to understand. If we rephrase the words of Jesus, he is saying that if the average human father can figure out how much to give his children the basic needs of life, how much more our Father in heaven knows what we need and loves to answer our prayers. These are words that give me great comfort as a father because it means that God is going to take better care of my children than I can. But these same words give us all comfort as children of God because no matter how great our Father might be or might have been, our Father in heaven is greater. He knows the past the present and the future that he has planned for us. He does not age. He has promised never to leave us and he never sleeps. He is never too busy for us. No, on the contrary, 
Jesus words paint a picture of a loving father waiting for us to answer his invitation and come to him in prayer because he can't wait to answer us. Will he give us everything we ask for? Certainly not. He knows better than that. Will he give us what we need? Of course. And then some, because our Heavenly Father gives good gifts, but Jesus has a lesson to teach us here as we order our prayer life. He reminds us that we need what we need most when he encourages us to ask for the Holy Spirit. And it's not accident that when Jesus teaches his disciples the prayer we call the Lord's Prayer, we look at six of his seven petitions in that prayer, that is the Lord's Prayer, are asking for spiritual gifts. It is easy for us to recognize our physical needs and wants. And Jesus did teach us to ask for daily bread. But what we need more is God's grace and forgiveness and the motivation to forgive others. What we need more is help to fight against temptation. What we need more is a heart that puts God's will first and puts others before ourselves. What we need more brothers and sisters is the courage to tell others about Jesus. What we need more is to be filled with confidence that our Father is leading us and guiding us according to his eternal plan to deliver us from his, this evil world, not just to satisfy our short-sighted earthly desire. Brothers and sisters, over the coming weeks, we'll try to look closer at each of those petitions in the Lord's Prayer. But before we get to what we are asking, that is in that prayer, which is the Lord's Prayer we say every Sunday, it is always good to be reminded of whom we are asking. Our Father is the one who gave us life, the one who gave his love in sending Jesus. And he is the one gives, who gives good gifts as he answers every prayer, including this one that we are saying. Friends in our Lord and Savior, we have said the words often, but let us remember that each time we pray, we remember what John writes in his epistle. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are in Jesus' name. Amen. Brothers and sisters, we've come to the end of our service, but let us close this service with a prayer. We pray. Lord of power and grace, whose eyes are on the righteous and whose ears are open to their cry, hear the prayer of your people as we come now in thankfulness for the message that you put down on us a new day. We thank you for the gifts of your mighty providence. Make us mindful, O oh Lord, 
that you have provided us with life, breath, and being, and are the source of our daily bread. We praise you for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, whom you sent to be the Savior of the world. Grant that we may believe in him with all our hearts, learning from him the great truths of the kingdom to which he bore faithful witness. Grant us your Holy Spirit that we may produce the fruits of righteousness. May he endure us with unwavering faith that we might always be ready to do your will. Lord, Heavenly Father, guide and uphold us during our journey in this world and bring us all to our heavenly home. We thank you in the name of our Savior, the Prince of Life, our Lord Jesus, our Savior. Amen. Brothers and sisters, go in peace. Live in harmony with one another. Save the Lord with gladness. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. Amen.